the large dining room where the tables had starched white tablecloths and napkins, and we chose books from the shelves on either side of the lodge's huge stone fireplace. I missed that whole week of school. Daddy and Mother had a huge fight in the kitchen when we got home. I heard Daddy yelling, Damn it, Margaret, I don't care. I forbid it. You can't go off like that spending money I don't have. He got so mad, he threw a can of frozen orange juice that smashed out the kitchen window. But the next day, he whistled while he put in a new window pane, and he asked me did I have a good time off with my wild artist mother. As I pull on my shorts and find my favorite blue t-shirt in the pile of clothes on the floor, Mother takes my book bag out of the closet. We're going all the way to Maine, she says. Now that you're out of school for the summer, we can take off. Isn't this great? I've got it all planned out. We're going to buy antiques and open a store like I told you about. Mother has a lot of business ideas. Of all her plans, the antique store is my favorite. It sounds more fun than opening an art gallery or a picture-framing shop. I love old things the wavy grain of the wood in the pine boards of our dining room table, the marble-top dresser at Grandma's with the brass drawer pulls you can spin, or the richly-colored oriental rug in my aunt's living room where I lie on my stomach to count all the tiny birds in the design. Mother grabs my dirty clothes bag, dumps everything out of it, and begins stuffing it with sweaters and my coat. Hey, why do I need those? It's summer. She stops stuffing for a minute. Honey, even in the summer it gets cold at night up north. Don't you remember me telling you about Boston? I don't remember her saying Boston's cold in the summer. I remember her stories about foot-high snowdrifts in the winter and how wonderful it was to grow up in a city where you could go to a different art museum every day of the week. Daddy hates it when she talks about Boston. Just quit with the Boston crap, he says. You think anything in the North is better than everything in the South. She tightens the drawstring of my laundry bag and lays two pairs of folded pajamas in my suitcase. Fit in as many outfits as you can. Pick out a few school dresses. School dresses? I hate them. We might need to get dressed up some she says firmly. I'm going to be making contacts for my new business. I take two jumpers, both plaid, off their coat hangers and fold them on my bed. Mother adds two white shirts to the stack. I open my desk drawer and pull out my colored pencils and sketchbook. Catherine, you're going to see Boston and Cape Cod and all the places I went when I was growing up. Mother's tone is soft and serious, as if she's telling me a secret. I put my art supplies in my book bag. I'm so glad I'm doing this. You'll see, Cat, it's going to change everything. Mother's eyes are bright this morning, and she's excited. For the last few months, she hasn't had any energy, sometimes spending all day in her slippers and bathrobe, and leaving half-finished drawings all over the house. She's hardly painted at all. Daddy has started saying again that nothing suits her, 
that nothing is right with her. Maybe if she starts an antique business, it will change everything and she can be happier. After all, Daddy said he'd never been happier than when he told Mr. Price he was quitting to start his own company. How long are we going to be gone? I ask. As long as it takes. She clicks the locks on my suitcase and looks at me. Her face breaks into a grin. Yeah, as long as it takes, she says, to get a new start. I wish she would tell me exactly how long we'll be gone. But when we take a vacation, Daddy always figures out when we'll leave and when we'll arrive. Mother's not much for that kind of detail. She tosses me my tennis shoes. Come on, we need to eat some breakfast. In the kitchen, Mother opens up the Allstate Road Atlas.